At this moment, when Augustine had succumbed to the most humbling recognition of his own spiritual weakness, he simply admitted defeat and turned the battle over to a stronger warrior. Sequestering himself in a Milanese garden, Augustine poured out his heart to the Christ he had come to know through Ambrose's preaching. Weeping bitterly, he thought he heard from outside the garden a child's voice singing, Take and read, take and read, over and over again. Picking up the scriptures, Augustine's eyes fell immediately on St. Paul's words, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual excess and lust, not in quarreling and jealousy. Rather, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the desires of the flesh. Augustine's battle had ended. As he remembered it later, at that very moment, he felt the power of the gospel, the power of God leading everyone who believes in it to salvation, penetrate his entire being. No further would I read, he wrote in his confessions later, nor did I need, for instantly, as the sentence ended, by light, as it were, of security into my heart, all the gloom of doubt vanished away. After his baptism by Ambrose in the year 387, Augustine returned in the year 388 to his hometown of Thagaste in North Africa. There he established an ascetic community and began to live a contemplative life. In 391, he traveled to the North African town of Hippo in order to persuade a friend there to join the community back in Thagaste. Well, unfortunately for Augustine, his reputation had preceded him. The Catholics in Hippo insisted that he become a priest in their local church. Bishop Valerius of Hippo obliged his flock and ordained Augustine a priest practically on the spot. Four years later, Valerius installed Augustine as his coadjutor bishop, and when Valerius died in 396, Augustine succeeded him as bishop of Hippo. Until his death in the year 430, Augustine served as bishop of Hippo, giving up all dreams of returning to the contemplative life which he had left behind him in Thagaste. It was as bishop that Augustine's great talents were particularly made manifest. His abstract intelligence, blended with his diplomatic and rhetorical skills, made him both a great administrator and the leading spokesman for Catholic orthodoxy in North Africa. Augustine's gifts were sorely needed. Three great crises would challenge his episcopacy. Donatism, Pelagianism, and the breakdown of the Roman state. As was characteristic of Augustine, in mastering each challenge he established doctrinal principles whose effect far transcended the boundaries of his own day and age. Let us discuss briefly the three major concerns during Augustine's tenure as Bishop of Hippo. First, let's talk about the Donatist controversy. The Donatist controversy began early in the 4th century, even before Augustine was born. It grew out of the controversy over the church's relationship to people who had, in one way or another, compromised their faith during Diocletian's persecution. Diocletian had been a Roman emperor before 
Constantine, who had been particularly brutal in persecuting Christians. Some of the Christians had apostatized or given up their faith. At issue in the Donatist controversy, uh, shortly at, after the start of the fourth century, was the question of ordination of a bishop who had compromised with the Roman persecutors. The name given to this type of bishop was Traditore, T-R-A-D-I-T-O-R-E, a Latin word which suggests handing over, coming from the act of handing over Bibles and mass books and other sacred books to the Roman authorities, which is what this one particular bishop in North Africa had done. Well, the rigorists, or people who took a more staunch position about martyrdom and compromise with the Romans in North Africa,